finally, Dirty Ugly Wrestling has come back to you, to all of you, and to us. And I just looked at because we were watching the rundown in the background and The Rock was on there, so I just, you know, had The Rock kind of inspiration. We're back, right? We're back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And we are joined in the mansion once again by... Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason in the house. Welcome back. How you doing? I can doing great. Doing great. And how you doing, Big Ugly? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic. So we've had a lot of things going on in the, in the world of not only professional wrestling, but independent professional wrestling and a lot of things going on with our podcast. But we're here and we're doing it and we're not going anywhere. No. What do you think? Yeah, so... All right, you're saying we ain't going nowhere, so that we ain't must going mean Why that you, something happened. Oh, you gonna you just gonna jump right into I'm it? I'm sorry, right? man. Let's just jump into it. I don't want to waste no time. Hey, we we don't waste time here on the podcast. We just uh, go off on tangents. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and ask me what you want to ask yeah. me live, uh, almost live, recording on the microphone? Go ahead. So I just want to know. You want to know, Mikey D? Right. The voice of Maryland. That's right. Is it dead? No. No, Mikey D is not dead. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, is, still has a voice. You hear me right now. I'm, I'm voice. I'm, I'm not going to be the voiceless. Uh, it's just I have decided uh, on my own terms to part ways with EWA Pro Wrestling. Uh, I had a com- uh, conversation with the owner of the company. Uh, his name is Jim. I'm think, I think we all know who we're talking about. And I just let him know where I stood and let him know personally and professionally I want to do some different things. And... You know, we parted amicably. That's good. So there's no future endeavoring here. There's no, uh, you know, uh, firing. There's no bad blood, no heat. Not on that, you know. So I I did it on my own terms. But the voice of Maryland is not quiet. Though there's still a voice. And Mikey D goes on. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, there's been uh, other opportunities that have come my way. And I may be checking out some of those opportunities and I'll be posting them on my Facebook page and and I still have a gimmick page you know Mikey D on Facebook and Dirty Ugly Wrestling on Facebook you know people should follow that what do you think yeah Yeah. Yeah. people should follow that because you know we we got all these great interviews and and yeah we have been having a focus on EWA Pro Wrestling on a lot of our podcasts for the past year or so Um, but Let's make, a, let's make a change. Let's make a switch. You know, let's support all independent wrestling. This is something I've been very big on in the past couple of months. Let's, let's give everybody a shout-out. Let's put it out there. Jamie Jason, you mentioned to me off-air, you know, will we talk about MCW Pro Wrestling? Damn right yeah. we will. Let's do it. Absolutely. We can talk about MCW Pro Wrestling because that is one of the premier independent wrestling organizations, not only in Maryland, but on the East Coast, possibly in the country. Yeah. Um, you know, Maryland has a couple of other independent wrestling organizations. You know, there's some in Pennsylvania, Delaware. Pretty much every state has independent wrestling. So let's just put this out there. Big Ugly, this is what I was talking to you about. If you are a professional wrestler or referee or manager or valet or whatever you are and you want to be interviewed on the podcast the dirty ugly wrestling podcast and give a platform to get out there to the world of professional wrestling hit us up send us a message send us a comment we want to hear from you and you know we'll have you on the podcast what do you think big ugly man i think that's a great idea you know we love to interview people hear their stories hear how it was when they took their first bomb. <laughs> yeah. that's your favorite yeah, question yeah so you know um but yeah man it's just great like you know we talked about it on the very last show uh with Vinny versace here right. about uh supporting 
independent wrestling, you know, and being positive, you know, all coming together to, uh, you know, do this great work because, you right. know, people are doing great things out there on the Indies and we want to talk to everybody. So I think that this is a great movement because I think we're officially, I think we're in that range where we're officially one year strong. So we are, yeah, yeah over one year. Yeah, strong. over one year now. So, you know, this is good. So it's like kind of uh, after our WrestleMania season, now we're. Going into the new season. <laughs> That's right. We going into the new season of Dirty Ugly, and we got uh, we got Jam and Jason who's been here and is going to be here, you know, to talk about not only professional wrestling but independent wrestling as well. Because you know we talked about it before. You and I, and you know, did the drives, and we went down to all those indie wrestling organizations where we sat with fifty people and ate at McDonald's with the wrestlers oh, yeah. and all kinds of other stuff. So you know, we know that life. That's right. We know that life from the good old Vax Lab at uh, Towson State University, what it used to be called. Yep. With those, uh, what is it? The news groups. The old news groups, yes. On uh, the, the DOS computers or whatever they were. Finding out about all these independent shows, that's how we discovered MEWF. Right. Um, MEWF, right. And, and, and even other organizations that were out there yeah. that uh, MEWF and other ones that we drove all the way down to. Where was that? We drove all the way to the end of, uh, what was it? Clear Spring, Maryland. Thank you, Clear Spring. We had another name for it, but Clear Spring, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there was one road in there. They had one, one like middle school, one high school, one McDonald's, I don't remember a gas station. It might have been. Might have been near the McDonald's, yeah. Didn't we go into... It was one, one of the schools that they yes. had that... Uh, it was in the gym. It was in the gym. High school gym. How about that? Morgus the Maniac? Yep. How about that? They just some names from the past there. Man, I'll tell you what. Joe Thunder. Joe Thunder. Uh, Corporal Punishment. Corporal Punishment. Yeah, how about that? We had uh, Earl the Pearl, I think, it was down, down there. So. Who's the guy that waved? Q-Ball. Q-Ball Carmichael. Carmichael. Yeah. <laughs> he had his own professional wrestling organization at one time. Big Ugly, you, you wouldn't believe, you know, you'd be a fan of all these. We, we, we saw so much professional wrestling, so many guys before and after their time, you know, just sitting in a group. That's what independent wrestling is all about. So you can go, you can buy a ticket, you can sit there, you can yell, you can boo, you can cheer, you can do whatever you want. That's why I love indie pro wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I, I love it too, yeah. So I mean, We saw a guy come through, fall into the ring via drop ceiling. Remember that? Remember that? Was that the cat burglar? That was the cat burglar. <laughs> yes, the cat burglar. Oh, I love it. That's right. He did use the drop ceiling. He actually pulled the tiles out of the ceiling. Yes, that was his gimmick. He yeah. was the cat burglar. And he fell out of the ceiling. It was awesome. Yeah, it was the last uh, the last event at a venue that they were shutting down yeah. to another venue. So they, they, they literally tore building. the house down. <laughs> that was like Bingo Bills or something Bingo like that. Bingo Bills, yeah. Remember that? Uh, if you guys remember the indie, indie scene way back when, I think that was might have been Axel Rotten and Corporal Punishment in the last match or something like that, yeah. and they just they tore the place apart. Yep. Um, you know, Johnny Gunn, who was later on known as Salvatore Sincere, and, you know, he was there. Um, Tom Brandy, I think is his yep. real name. Yeah. Yep. All kinds of great stuff. That's why we want to support and we love independent professional wrestling. So if you're out there, if you're a trainee, if you want to get in the business, if you are in the business, if you've been in the business, you know, give us a shout. You know, let us know. We've got people lined up that want to do interviews and we'll have you call in. We'll have you come to the mansion. You know, we, we love the mansion here at the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, which you can uh, follow on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio. All kinds of stuff. Archive. Yeah. I was episodes. like, was there one more? But no, that wasn't. And there's four. <laughs> that was it, yeah. And that's a pretty big four. Yes. You know, for us being around one year. We started off with just SoundCloud. And then we've expanded. Yes. So uh, we appreciate all the listeners. You know, listen to us, fully download us, follow us, like us, subscribe to us. That's great. All right. I'm going to throw a name out there because I just read this this morning. Eva Marie. Gone. She's out. 
she has parted ways with the WWE, and it's on their website. Yep. It's on their app. So they parted ways amicably. I used that word twice already in this podcast. What did you all think of Eva Marie when she was around? Do you even remember Eva Marie at this point? Absolutely. I mean, it's like, you know, because I actually used to watch Total Divas. I feel like that's where everybody got the most familiar with her. Exactly. Um, and... I actually think that you know she she carried a lot of heat because you know she couldn't wrestle and stuff. If you watch, if you believe what was going on on Total Divas, right? But um, I thought that this little push that they started giving her when she premiered on SmackDown, I was actually looking forward to it. The little every time the match was about to begin, and you know she'd have a wardrobe malfunction, she'd have a wardrobe malfunction, or she missed the plane, right? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, or like she jumped down from the turnbuckle and hurt her knee. So oh, right, right. I thought it was going good. You know, it seemed like it was going to set up a good feud for her and Becky. You know, where I think people were looking. Forward to like Becky just destroying her. Yeah. And then she got suspended and that was like it. Yeah. And you just never saw her again. And we just never heard from her again. That was like over a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, because yeah, that was when SmackDown went uh SmackDown Live. Right, and we over first went live, right? Yeah, yeah. last summer in July or something yeah. like that. So what'd you think of her? Yeah, yeah, I really liked that gimmick. I thought that yeah. was great. I thought that was going somewhere. And then now, why did she get suspended? Was it a it was a drug violation? Um I think she said that it was like it wasn't a drug drug. Like, it wasn't like, you know, marijuana. Anything. No, no, It was no, actually no. some kind of, like... Some prescription, prescription drug, drug that came across that the wrong I guess she just didn't tell like them that. that, yeah, that she had. Um, but that's crazy, because it was only, like, what, a 30-day suspension? And it ended up... They just, like, never did anything with her. They never renewed that. her, yeah. Right. They never used her or anything like that. Yeah. So she's probably been traveling to TV, maybe doing live events, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think she's been on the next recorded season of Total Divas. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. she's gone. Yeah, she's gone. Um, she's out. Actually, I mean, I thought that she had a lot of promise, man. Like, if you remember, she worked with the Brian Kendrick. Um, you know, Brian. she got even when she started having NXT matches. Remember, they put her with Nia Jax for yeah. a little bit. Um, right. I thought her game was improving, man. I thought that you know she she might you know get up there. You know, I tell you one thing. Well, I I like her better than I like Lana. This new Lana. Oh hell yeah! You yeah. know what I'm saying? I would prefer to see her, you know, in there with them mixing it up than Lana. So, what is Lana's yeah. gimmick? Do we know That's what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> At least, uh, at least, at least, all I read everything had a gimmick. Stripper? Right. Yeah, like she has a stripper music, and they show this video of her like dancing on this pole with this chair. But she's not necessarily a stripper. Like, yeah. but she comes in and she's just there for people to beat up on. And she's had three championship matches. She is the James Ellsworth of the freaking women's oh, no. division. <laughs> Don't say that. And James, I'm, well, I'm sorry, but James Ellsworth is on a suspension, quote unquote, right now, uh, and uh, he's been still on WWE social media, still on Carmella's social media, so he's coming back. Yep. So it's just a matter of time. Now, what will they do with James Ellsworth moving forward? Will he still be a second to Carmella? Or so, will he actually get in there and do so, something different? Man, you just made me think. No, I um, I think they're going to put him back with Carmella. Yeah. Somebody's got to carry right, a briefcase. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> For the next year. All the wrestlers complain about Tyler. Yeah. When they win the briefcase as a shoot, they got to carry that yeah. <laughs> through the airports and everything. Barry yeah. Corbin says he's carrying his gear in there and stuff like that. But, I mean, you got you to gotta give some kind of closure to it. Like, you know, it, he just got, got suspended while with Carmella. So it would be weird if he came back and then... They've given him something else to do. Right. You got to kind of bring some kind of closure to it. Like duh. She leaves him or something. So. <laughs> just says, <Yeah>. duh. <laughs> but anyway. Hey, I, man, that means he in Baltimore, man. We need to see if we can get him on a podcast. 
Hey, you know, James Ellsworth, why not? James man? Ellsworth. He, yeah, he, he lives right here in Baltimore, still runs his own. Uh, it's in one of those other indie wrestling organizations, ACW. So, you know, go out to Denton, Maryland, or check out Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. You know, follow them, find them. You know, they got some uh, they got some things going on out there. You know, they got some people. So yeah. let, them, let them find them, man. Any man with two hands. And that's what they say. Any man with two hands can run a wrestling organization. Uh, <laughs> let me, uh, <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> now, that doesn't go to show that if you only have one hand for whatever reason if you lost it in the war or in a you know unfortunate smelting accident I don't know if you still got one hand and you want to run a promotion you go ahead and do that um, but anyway they got uh, Baltimore Championship Wrestling that's another one that we talked about on and off they got on August 26th they got Baltimania they're going to have this big, huge tag team battle royal tournament thing. So, you know, find Baltimore Championship Wrestling. Go out and find them. But that is August 26th. There's something else going on on August 26th, and it's coming up quick. Mayweather and McGregor. Man. So why don't we just jump into this for a minute? Why don't we talk about this for a minute? Why don't, I mean, I know you're a big MMA fan, Big Ugly. Absolutely. I don't know. This ain't oh, MMA. This is boxing. This is boxing, but let me just say my man, John Bones Jones, came back and cleaned up. DC after DC was talking all that trash. He sure did about my man Bones and got knocked out. He sure did, and they started crying. And well, yeah, that's absolutely yeah. true. But then what happened uh, shortly after that with John Bones Jones? He had another target in mind, didn't he? The Beast and Brock Lesnar. What do you think about that? They are even pushing that now because my client, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think that'll actually happen? I think, man, I think there's money in that fight, man. There's money in it, man. Let me tell you, uh, you know, Brock may have failed that test. I know he got put on like a suspension, I think, from the UFC and his fight got overturned. But I definitely see Dana White making that making that happen, man. Brock Lesnar is money, you know, whether in WWE or UFC. And now you're talking about essentially the greatest fighter in the UFC right now. Right. Bone Jones. Yeah. You know, top heavyweight Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Like it's a it's a no brainer, man. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna put that together. It ain't gonna happen in the next few months. It might take like a year or so, but I think it might happen because I mean Brock got to train. He got to get back in the. So what about yeah? So what about now Brock? Now I'm gonna jump around here a little bit. So Brock is defending the Universal Championship at SummerSlam on August the 20th, and he's defending against three people. He's defending against Braun Strowman. He's defending against Samoa Joe and defending against Roman Reigns. So you got four people in there. So this can protect the champion. This can, you know, protect all four of them, actually. You know, you don't have to work as hard. You work a fourth as hard, basically. Um, And this can actually give a way to get the title off of Lesnar without him being involved in the decision once again, just like at WrestleMania a couple years ago. So can this clear Lesnar to take a break, even though he's only a part-time player anyway can this clear Lesnar to take a break for a while have this fight you know maybe in the next couple of months maybe who knows and then bring him back around for Wrestlemania so he can face Roman Reigns perhaps one-on-one again I think so uh if I'm not mistaken I think there was uh talk in the rumor mill that this was the end of Brock's not the end of his contract but I think it might have it is like it's the end of something where it is time for him to like take a break. Well, they renewed his contract. I believe it was in 2014, and I thought it was for three years. Okay. And I thought it was for limited dates. So that would make sense. Yeah. If this is the case. Yeah, I think that he's run up on his on his dates, and because he signed right, right before WrestleMania 
30 right before he beat The Undertaker, coincidentally. Yeah. But I noticed yeah. they snuck a date in a week ago because he fought at uh, the last show. Joe Lew- was it Joe? Joe Lewis Arena or Joe something Lewis like that? Arena. Samoa yeah. Joe. Yeah, yeah. 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 for the Universal title. Yeah. No, no, no. no it, it was, was, it was a live show. event. Oh, it was a live event. I think oh. it was the last show at that arena. I think that arena is being closed down. Yeah, oh, okay. So they, yeah, they snuck that in. They sure did. Oh, okay. Yeah. They got video clips of it online. And nice. it was around the same time all these rumors started coming up with this fight. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of like, hmm. I could see. Burning their dates. I could see that happening, man. Um, they take, uh, I think Brock loses, um, like you said, maybe yeah. not getting pinned. I don't but, think he'll be involved in the decision because he can always come back and Heyman can be like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, my client has never been pinned, has never submitted for the Universal or any championship. So he really legitimately will have never lost the title. Right, yeah. So I, I definitely could see that happening. And, um, to get back to the Bones fight, I see them, I see them going. The big thing is going to be uh, who's going who's gonna to drop or who's going to gain. You know what I'm saying? Because they are in two different yeah, weight divisions. Yeah, in two different weight divisions. I mean, light heavyweight is, is next to it. But, I mean, you know, is Jones going to gain weight to go up? Or is it just going to be easier for Brock to lose weight? Because somebody got to break on that. Somebody's got to break on that unless they, you know, pull a McGregor and let him fight in a different division. Um, but I don't know if they would – I don't know how many strings they can pull in UFC to actually make that happen. Uh, I, I think it's easier for Bones to gain rather than Brock to – lose because Brock has actually lost a lot of his uh, I would say he was more lean but he was also more muscular when he was in the WWE back in 2002 now he's got a little bit more mass on him Yes, he's just a big boy yeah. he's a big thick yeah. boy so I think he's probably running 280 <laughs> right? and I don't know about John Bones Jones where is he about I don't know where Bones low, is low 200s probably, definitely I would say no more than like 220 maybe. yeah yeah, because, I mean, he, he's a, he's tall, you know what I'm saying? He like, is tall. If you look at him, he's mostly kind of slim, slim. Right. But it's just his height. Yeah, he's just tall. What do you think, uh, Jam and Jason? You think there could be a, you know, Brock Lesnar overturn here at SummerSlam and give somebody else a chance to run with the belt so Brock Lesnar can go off and do some other things? Yes, yes. I definitely see that. You happening. think the door is open for Brock to walk back in anytime he wants? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's just that's just money. Anytime you can put Brock yeah, Lesnar exactly. on TV. Especially on after a UFC fight. Oh, yeah. There's no better time for WWE to welcome him back than, you know, him coming off the heels of a real fight. What if John Bones Jones takes him apart? Does he still come back in? Yeah, that's still better because, I mean, then he comes back in and you use that. You know what I'm saying? He's angry. That's a storyline. Exactly. He's angry. Exactly. You've been given the storyline already. Okay. He just lost. He's going to run through the WWE. You know what I'm saying? So. So if it happens, now I'm going to ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot. If it happens in the UFC, Brock Lesnar versus John Bones Jones, who wins? Big Ugly. John Jones. Who wins? Jamie Jason. Uh, i got to go with Brock. I, I'm not familiar with UFC. Okay. Sports, okay. So. <laughs> well, I know the names, but... <laughs> I, I believe you're right. John Bones Jones is probably the most... I would say recognized fighter right now in the UFC. I know Conor McGregor has all of his. You know, right now he's not associated with UFC. Right now he's associated with this boxing fight. Yeah, and we're gonna get back to that for a minute. Yeah. Um, but you need a marketable character in every business that you're in. Um, Ronda Rousey was the marketable character for quite a long time. Ronda Rousey is off doing different things now: television, movies, whatever. And Dana said that he's pretty sure she's done. I, I yeah, and he did say that, and I'm. I'm pretty sure she is too. I mean, she came back with a lot of flair, lost, you know, went for a year, came back with a lot more flair, lost again. 
De- de- decisively, like you know, convincingly. So there's there's your no there's no figure right there. Who else? Because we talked about kind of UFC. Has it been dragging a little bit? Is there is there a, you know chance for somebody to be on that upper card every single time? You know, do they have characters? Do they have people that will continue to you know make UFC profitable? Um, they have a lot of young fighters, but once again, you know, as we mentioned, you, I, <clears throat> for the most part, like listen, there there was a time you know five years ago where I could just list off all the top fighters. Right. And they would just be up and down those divisions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Every division. And every division, exactly. You would have top fighters, multiple in the divisions, right. you would know. And now, I, I can't do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, none of these guys are the consistent guys that are really making an impact. You know, they'll win some, then they'll lose some. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now it's like, it's getting slim, man. Um, and so... You're kind of banking on fighters coming back, like GSP coming mm-hmm. back. You know what I'm saying? People will be looking forward to that. Um, but just haven't built any real stars. It's funny because you think, you know, it's like when you think about WWE, it's like you got to build the stars. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's like it, it almost works the same way with UFC. You know what I mean? It's like you need to build stars. I mean, they got to do it themselves by fighting. but And they also have to win. Right, there's a difference win. between yeah. winning and losing, and and, and WWE right. it's scripted one way or the other, and that's how they build people. You know, whether you win or lo- you lose, you can still build somebody. Yeah, um, you know, and we'll get into that you know a little bit later because there are people that are on the losing streak, but they are continuing to be built. So yeah, hopefully this media that they have, you know, whether Brock and John, John Bones Jones happens right now or in the near future or not. But I like John Bones Jones. I love what he did. I love the, the place that he has in the company right now. And he's on the hot streak, man. So you got to gotta take it for everything it's got. Yeah, man, I've been rooting for Jones. You know, I was hoping, you know, everybody know he went through a lot of stuff, you know, in his personal life. He did. That, you know, his drug problem, the car accident, you know, they ran away from seeing all that stuff. So it was good to see him come back. Strong, you know what I'm saying? Because it was always in question. He hasn't fought in a long time, so yeah. But he the champ. So let's go. Uh, he he's the champ. That's I'm right. sorry, the champ man. Is we, here. we're supposed to be talking about McGregor and Mayweather. Yeah, I was gonna get back to that one, and I want to I want to ask now. This is a boxing fight, so uh, you know, Jam and Jason, you're familiar with Floyd Mayweather. You know, WrestleMania 24 against the Big Show. He's been a big WWE fan, you know, and also Conor McGregor, who's been the UFC uh, for quite a long time, running his mouth. You know, if you you watch the internet, you know Conor McGregor. So this is gonna be a boxing match. This is straight boxing. So. What do you think? I mean, if, if from anything that you know of Floyd Mayweather, whether he dances around for 10 rounds and tries to avoid you, or Conor McGregor's got one left hand and one shot, you know, just like the big show, what do you think? Do you think this uh, this fight has promise? Obviously, it's going to sell for $100 on the pay-per-view, but uh, what do you think about this fight? Do you think it's going to deliver yeah. all the hype? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I definitely think it. Uh, Floyd has the advantage if they're okay. boxing or okay. with, the, with the match. So in a full boxing match from beginning to end, you know yep. he can, you know, basically have the chemistry. He can have the the the, the, the psychological advantage. Basically, this is his ring. This yep. is his fight. Yep. All right. So and based based upon what you do know, do you call a winner in this match in this boxing match, or does it even matter who wins? Is it just about the spectacle of the whole thing? Yeah, it's about the spectacle. It's about the fun. It's about the build. It's about the actual match. Maybe not necessarily the end. But, right. Right. But the match. Because Vince isn't right in the ending. The ending's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> what do you think in this boxing match, Conor McGregor, or do you see Floyd Money Mayweather making money? Yeah, well, I mean, he's going to make money. I mean, oh, they all going to make yeah, money. Floyd already said he stands to make 300 
mil more. That's suck. with with Connor making you know a hundred, which is still great. I mean, that's more than any UFC fighters ever made. Right. So, and you'll never make that in the UFC. Nope. So, um, but to get to the winner, um, I'm gonna definitely say Mayweather on the winner. I don't think this fight is going to deliver. Um, you know, Mayweather has given boring fight after boring fight. I mean. I'm not. I'm not saying that that's a problem because he fights smart, yeah. and that's how he gets his wins, and that's how he's got longevity. Exactly, exactly. He, he you know, he's not broken down or anything. You know, nope. he's, he's been avoiding those punches and dishing them out accurately, and he he gets the scores. So, but um, Connor, I think Connor's going to come out aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Try be Connor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a spectacle, man. I think it's more like the CM Punk thing. I think it's like you know. You, we watch this guy train and you know you see little snippets of videos here and, and photos here and you think oh man like yeah he's he's a shape man he's gonna put up something but then you know when he actually gets in there against a person that's 49 and 0 mm-hmm. you're gonna see that he's way out of his element you know in that kind of ring um, so it, it, it is a spectacle and it is about the hype you know you saw the press conferences absolutely it was, it was crazy yeah. they, they had a ring of press conferences they went around to yeah. different places to do this but here's the thing Here's the shocker, though. The tickets aren't selling. What? There's been reports out that the tickets are not selling. People are not buying tickets to the show. I mean, you're looking at... Like to the actual event. To the actual event in Vegas. People, they're not selling. Is it because possibly the price of the ticket could Potentially, be so like, high? The, the lowest ticket, I believe, is selling for like four or $500. Shit. Oh, wow. yeah. And that's the lowest. That's a problem. Yeah. I With, mean, you got people losing thousands of dollars in Vegas every day. I don't know if they're going to be buying tickets to that. I mean, I understand the big money fight or whatever, but, uh, you know, that maybe that's why, because they don't think it's going to deliver on, you know, the actual the fight itself right I don't and I think that's what it is man you know maybe if you take a fighter like a, a Mike Tyson style fighter right and then put him in a ring with Conor McGregor you got to sell out you know what I'm saying there because you, go. you got two very aggressive fighters but knowing how Floyd has fought these last couple fights and knowing that Conor has never done this before on paper you got something interesting right but when you start really thinking about it it's like ah Doubt it. Wow, that's interesting. We're only a couple weeks away from that fight. Yeah. August 26th. So there's a lot going on August 26th. The uh, Baltimore Ravens have, you know, uh, the, want their second uh, preseason home game on that night as well. Oh, wow. So there's a lot going on on that, uh, you know. Colin Kaepernick, can we just throw that name hey, out man, there for a minute? Let's, let's talk about it for a minute, Let, This is going to be a good segue to man. go into a break. Yeah, let's what? talk about it for a minute, man. Hey, I just want I want to ask you guys, it's funny, you know, this has been coming up. I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the photo that his girlfriend posted with Ray Lewis and Steve. Uh, what's the owner name? Biscotti? Uh, Biscotti? Yeah, Scotty. Steve Biscotti. Okay. Yeah. So she posted a photo on Twitter, and, um, you know, it was like Ray Lewis hugging Steve Biscotti, and then underneath it was the Django scene where uh, Samuel Jackson is holding Leo's character oh. after he gets shot, pretty much trying to compare it to, like, a massive slave owner. Oh, thing, my right? God. Right. So here's the thing. Kevin! So, <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> I just watched that movie for like the tenth time. I love Django, Django Unchained. I'm sorry, Change. Watch this movie because it is such it is such a great historical piece, but it is also so much Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. It is so funny. It is so just smart. Cam, sorry. So so you know the idea being that sorry. you know uh, she's turned this you know and a lot of people have. I'm not just gonna put it on her into a racial matter. Yeah. Where other the other side of the coin is. NFL is a business, Absolutely. right? And is, Con- is Colin Kaepernick a bad business decision? Because 
in some regards, he has alienated a lot of people right. that, you know, view patriotism as, you know, something big. You know what I'm saying? Right. So those groups of people that feel that you should stand for the flag and that you don't support blah, blah, blah. Now they don't support you. Right. Right. And so if, you, if a team takes them on, they might lose out on sponsors, people not buying tickets. You know what I'm saying? Right. So is he a bad business decision? You know, has it become a racial thing? What you guys think? Jamie Jason? We brought this up uh, the other night briefly. Yeah, I mean, it possibly could be a bad business decision, but I'm all about the win. I think if, you know, Flacco's hurt and we need a backup, we need to go after the best backup that's available. And okay. bring him in, have him play a few games, you know? Especially I mean, in the preseason, you know, have him, yeah. have, have him try to earn that spot. And, and if he doesn't earn that spot, so be it. And, you know, uh, you know, when I watch football, I'm watching to be entertained. I don't care about the politics. There's a lot, you know, we don't know it's what always, everybody thinks on the field. You right. know, I mean, most of them aren't vocal about it, but... right. You know, there's tons of guys out there that I probably don't agree with their politics, but for that moment, for those three hours, four hours, I'm watching the sport to be entertained. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> no, no. Hey, you know that that's that's where you stand, and I, yep. I kind of I, I kind of agree with both sides of the coin. You know, it, it is a business, and you know if you bring in that kind of a name with that kind of a background, you know, uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna give you bad hype, but it's also going to get people talking about you and talking about your team and talking about your city, um, you know, and there is a possibility, you know, for that to be turned around. Um, you know, the, every time the National Anthem plays, you know, will we be watching Colin Kaepernick or will we be listening to the National Anthem? I'll be listening to the National Anthem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to watch the game. Um, I think there were reports this week that he was going to be uh, trying to go down to Miami uh, and trying to see if he could not be their backup but their actual quarterback uh, for the whole season. Yeah, because so, Tannehill is out uh-huh. potentially for the season. Potentially so, for the season. Yeah. And Flacco is... But other problem is he has to compete with Jay Cutler for that. Well, so. yeah, but uh, I, I think he would. And I don't know if and whether it's the difference is Miami or Baltimore or wherever. I mean, this is... This is getting people talking about the NFL. You know, right now, as far as the Ravens are concerned, there's a lot of injuries going on. There's a lot of questionable, will we even be 500? Will we even be 8-8? Eight and eight? You know, this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Ravens. You know, will we sell tickets? You know, will we can continue to sell? It's, it's all business. But I want to watch the game. Yep. I want to be entertained by the game. And Colin Kaepernick, put all of this aside, he is a solid football player. So, um now, can he work in the rhythm of a team mentality? Can he work in the rhythm with our offensive line? Can he work in the rhythm with whoever is going to end up being our, our, um, you know, our main wide receiver or main? Because we got a lot of holes out there too, so we don't know what's happening. Um, so I, I'm excited, though. I mean, I don't. Politics aside, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, and I mean, I agree. Um, you know, putting the politics aside, which is what I think that needs to be put aside and all of this, you know, like racial stuff, I don't think that's the issue. I think it's all about the business and the fact that here's yeah. a distraction, yeah. um, you know, for some people. But at the same time, it's like, you know, um, I feel like the impact of having him on a team is not going to be what people think it's going to be. You know, um, after a while, I mean, you put him on a team. You know, let's say you put him on the Ravens, and the Ravens start winning, right? Yeah. You think Ravens fans going to care? Exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what think, I'm saying. I think you know, Ravens think fans are going to be buying more merchandise. Right. They're going to be watching exactly. more shows, listening to more radio. Exactly. And you're going to have more tickets, and you're going to be more sellouts. Exactly. So, and I mean, that's what it is. You know, Joe Flacco come back. Ain't nobody going to be like, all right, sit Colin Kaepernick down if, you, if you're undefeated. They're going to be like, sit Joe down right. and let Cap keep playing. You know what I'm saying? Right, because so, Joe ain't been on his top game since, you know, 2014 or so. You know, he's always been a solid football player. But, I mean, he's taken some – he's been very yeah. – 
very active for a lot of years, and he's been he's a big guy. He's very well known for not getting too injured, you know, too often. Um, but it, it's going to take its toll on you. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I mean, I think that we just got to put things in perspective. Listen, Colin Kaepernick has not done anything illegal. He didn't hit his wife. He didn't run a dog fighting ring. He didn't kill you know, somebody. Right. He didn't kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Raven's been through all this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't He didn't do these things, okay? He did a silent protest. He took a knee, whatever. He's standing up for what he believes in. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. You know, he's not bashing fans. He's not doing this or that. So... You know, let the guy play, and you know, because he is a good football player. He man. is a good football player. I do player. have to question his girlfriend's motivations, though. That's just kind of strange. Like, yeah. if you're interviewing for a job, you don't bad mouth, or your yeah. girlfriend's yeah. spouse yeah. does not bad mouth the company. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, if I was calling, I'd be like, "What did you do?" Yeah. You know, because it's like, like you don't compare <laughs> the owner of a team I'm trying to go to as a slave master. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. You don't do that, man. She she could have totally messed up a chance, and hopefully it doesn't hurt him that much. I, I will say that, but uh, what's his name, Bischetti? Uh Bishotti. Yeah, Bishotti. I didn't understand him trying to pass the buck though. Like you know, he's like trying to open it up to the sponsors and the fans to see what they think. It's like no other owner has done that. You know, when Mike Vick came back to play, yeah. Who did he come back for? Uh, the uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you know, the Philly owner didn't open it up and be like, oh, what do you guys think? It's like he just made a decision. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, same thing. Ray Lewis, it's like, you know, you don't need to open it up to sponsors and fans. Like, make a decision. Like, why are you trying to pass the buck along? You know, decide, hey, we want this guy on our team or not. Yeah, take responsibility. You're, right, exactly. You know, just take you're it. the owner. That's yeah. why. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, so a lot of things happening in the news, a lot of things happen in the world of sports, and a lot of it's dirty and a lot of it's ugly, and that's why we're here, you know. But uh, why, don't we, uh, why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into uh, WWE Battlegrounds, SmackDown pay-per-view. We'll get into SummerSlam that's coming up in a couple of weeks, um, the big Barclays Center four-night uh, events there in Brooklyn, and uh, we'll, we'll get into some other things. So uh, how about we take it in a break? Man, let's go on a break, man. Yeah, because I don't play, uh, what does it say? I don't play games? I don't I don't play this. I don't play this. I do this. I do this. Hey, that's a shout-out to Brian Thomas, man, who we uh, had on the podcast. We still got to put out. We got to uh, put it up. Yeah, we got to put that up. There's a couple of podcasts, uh, the basement tapes. I think basement you call them. Yeah, basement. Basement. yeah, we got to put those up because uh, yeah. now, uh, it, it, now it's time because we don't we don't play this. We, we do, do this. this. Yeah. And right now, we take a break. So, yeah. What's your name, bright boy? Django. Can you spell it? <laughs> D-J-A-N-G-O. The D is silent. I know. Yes! I'm sorry. I just well, want to... Get that silent mother out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch Django. You know, uh, first of all, I love all the characters, and there's some uh, great cameos in that movie Don Johnson was in that movie as a, uh, as a slaver, uh, and he was great. I think he was called Big Daddy. Say, come on, Big Daddy. What you going, Big Daddy? I love Don Johnson. I'm going to have to watch this again because I do not watch remember. This. 
And then part of his thing was, uh, you know, he he had the uh, the beginning of beginnings of what was a KKK, and they put on hoods, and they just couldn't. They were messing with the eye holes in the hoods, and they were saying it's hot in here. I can't see anything. Can't do anything. Jonah Hill was in there. He's like, oh shit, I ripped a bag. Like, it was just so much fun. That movie is fantastic. Anyway, and of course, Sam L. Jackson, I miss you like a baby, Miss Mammy's titty. <laughs> I love it. Got to got be Sam L. He was uh, uh, Brother Steven. Steven was his name. Steven, that's right. Him and Tarantino were good together. They yes. really do. Candyland. You can't destroy Candyland. <laughs> You can't destroy Candlelight. I'm walking up and down on, and this is total tangent. I'm sorry, Wildwood, New Jersey. Just walking up, and they got you know candy and fudge places. All they got one place called Candyland. I took a picture of it, and I just you know posted it online. You got a year or two ago. You can't destroy Candyland. <laughs> this Candyland. <laughs> and of course, you know, got got a shout out to the boys. You know, T.J. Sykes and uh, you know uh, Desert Storm. They they got all this. Yeah, they understood right. what was going on. Shout out. But anyway. Back to uh, what we were talking about. Uh, we're back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we're sitting here with Jam and Jason. That's right. And we're going to talk about some WWE right now. Remember, support indie wrestling, but this is uh, why people get into indie wrestling, because they're fans of professional wrestling in general. Let's talk about the big dog, not Roman Reigns, but the big dog of, of professional wrestling, the WWE. So, uh, Battleground, SmackDown, pay-per-view. Uh, first of all, they got way too many pay-per-views because they got Raw pay-per-views, they got SmackDown pay-per-views, and they got pay-per-views that are together. So this is one of 14 or 15 that's around. Way too many. Jamie Jason, how did you like Battleground? Tell me what happened when you uh, watched Battleground. I slept through the second half of it. Okay. <laughs> and Big Ugly, you probably didn't watch it yet. I did not. Because okay. <laughs> we always talk to you, and you'd be like, I didn't catch that yet, yeah, man. I didn't catch it yet, man. Um, I am going to see that SummerSlam, though. You better believe Yes. Yeah, and we're going to talk about SummerSlam. It seems like it's, a, it's too many, man. Sometimes it's like, I need I need a little break. I yeah. need a little cushion before another Sunday comes around where you're like, hey, watch this. Right. You know? It's like every two weeks almost they have a, yeah. a wrestling pay-per-view or, or a network special or something like that. Every At least every two weeks. Way too much right. program. That'll go. It's unnecessary. It was just completely unnecessary. Right. And then it's like you think it's like, all right, somebody let me, it's like I miss it. And it's like now I got to catch up. But then you got Raw and you got SmackDown, which I might not be able to see on those days. So then I got to catch up on them along with this pay-per-view. It's just it's too much going and on. did you it's, hear there are talks to finally take Raw and SmackDown off of the USA Network and just have them primarily on the WWE Network? Did you hear about that? I have not. I that, did not. Do you think that would be smart? I don't know how smart it would be, but I don't know where if the, if the money's not coming in from one side or it's got to come in from the other side or the sponsors are, you know, it's, it's just too long. I think it's a staple of you know usa television of that cable television whatever it is um i think you need it on regular television because not everybody's going to have the network even though you have a one million or whatever it is um and then 1.4 billion in india that are going to buy it now because of jenna mahal but anyway but then you have the oddball people like me where i don't have cable so i can't watch raw and smackdown mm-hmm. and i don't mess with hulu i mean that's fine hulu's fine yeah. i do netflix and wwe network right. that's my Entertainment thing. See, there you so, go. And, and some people are primarily on, you know, that tip. They yeah. don't have cable for that reason. They don't. They so, don't watch television. So it's a way. totally strange beast. I can watch the pay per view events, the big <clears> events, <throat> but I can't watch the weekly shows. Right. right. On time. I know they put the stuff up a month later. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's the problem. Maybe they need to just put it up a week later or Friday. Maybe you know what I mean. Like yeah. have some kind of shorter window there. I think so, and I mean, I, I think that they should do like the Hulu gig for their own 
network, which is, you know, Hulu puts it up the day after it airs. Yeah. So the network should start doing that. I don't know all the logistics that go into that. So it's easy for me to say that. But, you know, that would be, I think, ideal is Monday, you know, goes and comes, premieres on USA. Tuesday, you got Raw on the network. And then, you know, same thing for... You know, because they don't necessarily have to go live. I mean, they can, uh, but there's a lot less restrictions when you're not tied down to whatever USA wants. You know what I mean? It's a lot less restrictions on commercial breaks. There's a lot less restrictions on time constraints. Uh, You know, I don't know. You say if you're not live? Well, if you're not live, but if you're not on the network, because you know, or I'm sorry, USA network, I should say, Mm -hmm. because you got to run from 8 to 11, and you got to be off by 11-ish. Yes. You know what I mean? So you got to run certain amount of commercial breaks you got to get a certain amount of sponsors in whoever pays for that um if you have that on usa network there's a lot of sponsors paying a lot of money to do that you know if you just have that on the us or on the hulu or the wwe network you know is it going to have as much sponsorship is it going to be enough revenue coming in i don't know but the thing i never understood about the hulu replay is that it's edited right they take the three hour roll and edit i think so. yeah, yeah that's what i've the heard three hour roll is edited down to 90 minutes okay um and I don't Smackdown I think it might be edited to 90 or it might just be two hours I can't it's, remember you know as a fan I didn't like that I want to pick and choose what I want to see I want to fast forward through what I want yeah. to fast forward through I don't like the fact that they decide they, they for decide. me yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah that is true because I've had experiences with Hulu where there's been segments that I heard happen it's like oh I really want to see this like right. this is a good segment and they don't have it on there you know what I'm saying it's like I don't know what their filter process is like how do they determine what should right. be on there and what yeah. not you know and that's the element of live television too you never know what's going to happen you know you never know and, and I like live television for that element yeah. if something necessarily goes wrong or there's a blown spot or there's something that shouldn't have it's like hey did that happen did it was it supposed to happen I love that element yes. of it yes. so if you take that away I don't know but you know, we're going to see what happens. Um, I've been watching the USA Network or however, you know, whatever is on television forever. So, you know, hopefully. And for the fans uh, like yourself, Jam and Jason, don't necessarily have cable. You know, hopefully they'll bring, you know, Raw, SmackDown out very shortly on some sort of streaming, you know, service after the fact so you can keep up with it. Yep. yep. So, um, Battleground. So, yeah, um, Big Ugly didn't watch it. Jam and Jason watched some of it. And I... Got bored after the first. And, and, and God bless all these guys doing what they're supposed to be doing, working hard, whatever the case may be. There just wasn't a lot to watch, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and the Punjabi prison match, um, even though it was a great marketing tool, it turned out to be not that good. I, they, I woke up at the end and saw the great Kali coming out. The and great then I decided Kali. I never need to walk, go back and watch the rest of this match again. <laughs> that was the best part of that match, honestly. It was the great I Kali. I, I mean, this this pay-per-view has been labeled the worst pay-per-view of 2017. That's far. not good. Yeah. So That was in Philadelphia. <laughs> and the next pay-per-view that's going to happen in Philadelphia is the Royal Rumble in 2018. So, uh, you know. And, you know, for the beginning, the crowd was just completely dead for a Philly crowd. I yeah. Mean, it's just like they weren't even into it. Normally, just, Philly's a raucous crowd. Yeah, and it's like they, they even knew. <laughs> I think they were into it for the first match, which was the New Day over the Usos yeah. and the New Day winning the yeah. tag team championships. That was a fantastic match, great match by everybody. But then after that, it just kind of yeah, went like downhill. I expected Shinsuke to get a louder ovation. Yeah, you know, that was People quiet, sang his theme music. Uh, and that's it. They yeah, pretty much sang his theme music, and then the match was just bleh. Yeah. So does this mean that is SmackDown losing its steam? Because, you know, for the past year, it's been hailed as like, you know, oh, wow, they're doing great things over at SmackDown, yet 
are things falling apart for them? I think SmackDown's still the overall more entertaining brand. I just did. I think that this pay per view was sort of a missed opportunity. Yeah, I think it depends on when you ask that question. If you would ask me the Monday morning after that pay per view, right. I would have said, "Yeah, SmackDown's losing yeah. their steam." But then they turned around and had a couple good weeks of shows. They sure did. Yeah. And they're having some great uh, shows on SmackDown. They're having some great matches, some great storylines. And there's a lot of things leading up to SummerSlam, which, uh, you know, Battleground wasn't that great. But the, the lead up to Battleground was pretty good. Yeah. You know, you got John Cena pulling a shoot promo, you know, talking about you know, this whole USA versus the world thing, which we've seen a hundred times in WWE. But John Cena made it relevant again. You know, he started talking about 9-11. It's like when 9-11 towers fell, these colors stayed strong, you know, and he made it big, but then that flag match that he had with Rusev was terrible. It was yeah. 28 minutes long. Uh, it felt like it was 28 minutes long, and it was bad. You know, we've seen John Cena and Rusev before. Yeah. There wasn't anything new, and, uh, you see, know, John Cena planted the flag, and we won, and that's great. See, he, he returned on July 4th. I think that match should have happened on July 4th. Absolutely. That should have just been one of those this quick one-off, send the fans home yeah. happy, July 4th. July 4th, exactly. <laughs> like, pay, like, yeah, this USA thing, it's... It's too soon, man. Yeah. Like we just we just saw this with him and Rusev. Yeah. yeah. And now, uh, you know, you want to lead. We just talked about the Punjabi prison match, which Randy Orton lost to General Mahal, who's still the champion, which is great. And then we also talked about John Cena versus Rusev. John Cena won. So now, what do you do with Randy Orton and Rusev? Well, if you don't have something to do, put them together. Yeah. So now they're at SummerSlam. Randy Orton versus Rusev. Who wants to see this? <clears throat> Not, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I have no interest. Like, and you know, like I was saying. Uh, Orton, no good as a face, man. Like, hey, listen, this is what happens essentially every time Orton gets injured and comes back. He comes back as a face. Everybody's super hyped to see him. They want to see him hit the RKO. And then his storyline stales yep. out. Right, right. Know, whatever he's in because mm-hmm. he's just not a very interesting face. He's, right. He's good. You pop on because you're like, yeah, I just want to see him do the RKO. Right. You like his theme music, get you pumped up. Right. And then you're just like, ah, as a character, just no good. So yeah. his in-ring work is fantastic, but yeah. it's just that I don't, I don't want to see the character. Yeah. You just want to see him be the vicious viper. So he, he needs to go heal once more. But then it, it kind of gets into that Big Show territory where he's always flip-flopping. Yeah. It's yeah. not as bad as Big Show, but... It, it does happen quite often for Orton. Big really shows on his. Go ahead. I was just saying, it gets hard to really care for the guy when he keeps flip flopping. You never right. know. You know. Yeah. He yeah. disappears. So, he comes back as a face. Disappears. Comes back as a heel. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like Randy Orton as well. I, I like Rusev. I've always been a, a big a fan of Rusev. But you know, if they have nothing to do, you just put them together, and it's just like, oh, okay. Well, that's going to be a come down match somewhere in the pay per view. Yeah. Uh, but they're two big names, and you're going to work, and you're going to pay them. So there it is. Uh, big Show on his last run. I believe, uh, you know, he's got this all on podcasts and things like that. He's talking about, you know, his last run. He's trying to put some people over. He's trying to, you know, use that new body that he's got to, you know, down to 380 and trying to get some work in. So uh, you think it's about time for Big Show to hang it up? What do you think? Well, yes, yeah, yeah, most likely. I mean, yeah, it definitely is. But the sad thing is he's in the best shape of his life. So it's kind right. of a catch-22. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, why weren't you in this this shape for the last 15, 20 years, you know? That that's exactly what I would say. I was like, this was the like he kind of missed his moment of yeah. getting in this shape. You know, yeah. it should have been back during the time where everybody wanted to push Big Show. And I right. mean the WWE yeah. wanted to push Big Show. You know, he kind of waited until the tail mm-hmm. end of his career to get in shape. And it's now at the point where not only does WWE not want to push him, but I think also the fans will have some hesitation just because yeah. they've seen Big Show so much right. for the past 20 years. It's just like, okay, like, you know, it's hard to take him serious. Yeah. It is. Um, you know, so I think 
I think he got his last big push back when he was like helping out Daniel Bryan and Stephanie was making him do stuff for his ironclad contract. Oh, yeah. and, oh, you know, that whole yeah. thing. You know, he was kind of at the top during that period. I think that that was pretty much the end for him. I think now he's it's a good time for him to ride off into the sunset, man. It's a, it's a good idea. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, he deserves it. I mean, being in this good, good of shape is going to be good for, you know, after wrestling is done. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it was. He still got a lot of life to live out there. So, yeah. Know. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then Big Show, I think, right now is helping out to be a vehicle for Big Cass to try to push him or to push Enzo. Apparently has a lot of heat with the locker room, um, you know, just because of what you uh, – apparently what you see on TV is exactly who he is in real life. Uh, so apparently just gets a little – a little annoying after a while, I guess. I don't know. Enzo's great. Yeah, he's great on the mic. He's a pretty good worker in the ring. But I can see him rubbing some people the wrong way if he acts like that 24-7. Yeah. And you kind of, I think you kind of saw a little bit of that on Battleground. Remember when they did that season of Battleground and they, was, they had Enzo and Cass on there and, like, Cass had made a comment about Enzo kind of being, like, you know, he can put people off, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. by, like, his, his attitude. So, yeah. Uh, what happened to that show? Did they cancel that? Was it called Battleground? No, you said breaking ground. Oh, breaking ground. I'm okay, sorry. Battleground. So everything I just said about battleground, think breaking ground. Okay, okay. I was about to yeah. say. I was wondering what that show was called. Yeah, no, it's it's still out there on the network. They just haven't had a lot of new shows recently about it. Yeah, they ain't doing a new season. Yeah, they got some new WWE 24s coming out sometime soon. They just did Kurt Angle and Dixie Carter was on there. And, uh, you know, the owner of TNA for the past ten oh, years. That's interesting. pretty interesting. Uh, and they got one coming out on Goldberg pretty soon. I got to see the Kurt Angle one, so that was good. Oh, yeah. It was really good. We got to get back to Kurt Angle. Yeah, we will get back to Kurt Angle. <laughs> Cause we're gonna talk about Kurt Angle, cause he got a he got a baby boy out there now. Yeah, he got an illegitimate son, which is a real interesting storyline. WWE hasn't done this for a long time, uh, not since the days of Vince McMahon and Hornswoggle. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what the hell? I'm but, sorry, what were we talking about? Where were we? We were sorry, in Battleground. Yeah. See, that's how interesting Battleground was. We just run off on oh, tangents. Yeah. No, we talking about Big Show putting over Cass and. Uh, He's at the end of his life. Yeah, so, you know, God bless the big show. Was there anything else on Battleground worth talking about? Um, What did we have? Uh, Did we have the U.S. title, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens wrestling again? Uh, And AJ Styles kind of getting screwed out of the title. You know, I think there was a... There was a count where the referee was half blinded and his shoulder was all the way up, but the referee counted anyway from a bad position. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with this storyline. AJ's getting his foot caught in the, in the desk, and then there's a interference, and then there's a referee block. I don't know what's going on here. They're just doing everything they can to drag this story out. Yeah, I don't. I, I personally, I haven't been a fan of the AJ and KO. Uh, really, Robert? Yeah, yeah. You, that's kind of the match yeah. I ended up falling asleep during. Yeah. Surprised me because you'd think it would be a great match. Yeah, those, those two, two have right? had some classic matches in the past yeah. with other organizations. Yeah, it's just like I don't know, like the whole feud's just not interesting. Quite frankly, Kevin Owens isn't interesting me right now. Really, I don't know. Yeah, ever since his departure from Raw to come over to SmackDown, like, mm-hmm. and his I don't know, new face of America gimmick mm-hmm. that he's doing, I, I've had no interest. Like, it's. And his wrestling style has kind of changed a little bit. He's using more rest holds. Yeah. You know, he's using a lot of rest holds yeah. to get heat and running out of the ring a lot. Yeah. He's just being that uh, that heel, you know, kind of kind of bitch-ish wrestler. Bitch-ish wrestler. Yeah. But he's a lot better than that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And rest holds are fine, but I don't know. There was one match I was watching not too long ago, and he went to that headlock, like, or um, chinlock three times. Yeah. Like, and just kind of laid down, like... Yeah, and this wasn't during a TV break. This was during the match. Yeah, it was a, it was a pay-per-view, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and we got AJ Styles and Kevin Owens one more time at SummerSlam. Shane McMahon is the special guest referee. So, 
who knows? Uh, maybe we'll see a better match out of them at SummerSlam. SummerSlam's a four-hour show. Uh, so going to have to get that uh, working. But other than that, Battleground. Uh, Did Breeze Angle, was Breeze Angle on Battleground? You know. They I, had some. There was a backstage. There was a fight. Yeah. yeah, one of their little. Yeah. Them things are great, man. And, yeah, you know, I do good. love it. I think same was uh, Fandango was captured or something like that. And they were talking yes. about it's aliens or something like yeah. that now. <laughs> so, And then Breeze Angle and now the Ascension are involved in it. But somebody is. Uh, so somebody is haunting now ghosts or something haunting Breezango. I think it's funny. That's good. That, yeah, they're doing good stuff. Only thing interesting about Battleground, we can leave it alone, was uh, New Day and the Usos, as far as I understand, because Uso, uh, I like the I like that little rap feud they had. Yeah, that was Dude, cool. yeah, that, was that cool. battle rap or that whatever was it, that was like, real. Yeah, and um, you know, New Day champs again. So New Day, the three time. All-time tag team champs, three-time. Yeah. I love New Day. I, I think they're fantastic. Um, well, I, can, I think we can get past Battleground now since uh, we all agree it wasn't uh, the greatest thing since yeah. sliced bread. Um, so in uh, the weekend of August 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, so they're going to have uh, NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn uh, the third time. Then they're going to have SummerSlam. Then they're going to have Raw and SmackDown. So four nights of wrestling at the Barclays Center. I believe all four of those will sell out, uh, unlike the Mayweather-McGregor uh, fight. Uh, so at SummerSlam so far, we've got a list. What do we got there, Jam and Jay? What do we got there, Big Ugly? What do we got at SummerSlam so far? So we got... Uh Shinsuke versus gender. We can talk about this first uh, for, the for the WWE, WWE championship. championship. Yep. So they actually pulled a swerve on this one. I feel like I thought that the choice might be to go for gender and John Cena, mm-hmm. but uh, we see Shinsuke. Yeah, and they had a fantastic match on SmackDown. By the way, John Cena and Shinsuke, really, really good match. Um, and then Cena put Shinsuke over and gave him the nod and said, "Hey, here yep. you go." So now we got Shinsuke and gender. We got two relative. Uh, not veterans, I want to say. Not WWE veterans, but they've been wrestling both of them for a while, especially Shinsuke. Uh, so where do we see this match going? Do we see Shinsuke win the title, or do we see Jinder continue to uh, use the Bollywood boys and Great Kali and whomever else to keep the title? I think Shinsuke's going to win. Really? Yeah. Now, I know WWE has a tour of India coming up in the fall. They do. But I'm wondering if they're going to go with Jinder chasing for the title instead like a series of rematches just something different just to mix it up a little bit plus we really need to get the title off of gender <laughs> that could be the case um I don't feel like putting it on Shinsuke would be any better than having it on gender at least gender can get out there and cut promos yeah. he does look like a champion you know right. he's wearing the nice suits you know has a rug out there he has some heaters with him with the uh, Singh brothers yeah but I feel like I feel like Shinsuke has better opportunity for better feuds. Like, do you really want to see Jinder versus Cena, or would you rather see Shinsuke versus Cena again? Like, hmm. what what would be more interesting to see at a pay per view? I would rather have Cena out of the picture and pushing some other people personally. Yeah, yeah. Like AJ, I'd rather I'd I'd rather see AJ well, and Shinsuke. Thing. Flip him out. Yeah, flip, Does, flip the name yeah. out. I'd would rather, you rather see, see AJ, AJ versus Jinder. <laughs> yeah, I understand where you're coming from yeah, on that. Yeah. I'd rather see AJ versus Shinsuke rather than AJ versus Jinder. True indeed. Um, now, I just can't think of anyone. I'd like to see Jinder feud again, so I'm going yeah. down the wrong. <laughs> and I mean, I, I've been pretty outspoken that I'm not really a big. I haven't really been big on Jinder since yeah. he's won the title. Um, he's growing on me. I like. He's him. growing on you. Yeah, even though you know the steroids kind of took away his voice, he really can't really speak that well or so that loudly. So you think you think he's been. 
I know he has been in the past. I don't know about now because okay. they got a pretty good wellness policy. And yeah. um, I think before he came back into the fold in WWE, I think he was doing a lot of stuff yeah. to get his body where it is. I don't think that's all natural. Right. You know, he was. He looks like he's been blown up with a balloon pump. So, right. I mean, yeah. yeah. If it was just that easy, I'd do it. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I don't know about this Shinsuke at SummerSlam. Maybe just to... You know, for the wow factor and then for moving on from SummerSlam to whatever, you know, it might be good for Shinsuke to have the title. But we also have to remember now, too, Baron Corbin is Mr. Money in the Bank, and he has that. So would you rather see him? He would probably do better cashing in on Shinsuke right now. Even if maybe Shinsuke wins the title and then Baron Corbin cashes it in right there at SummerSlam. Because Baron Corbin and John Cena are having a match, I think, at SummerSlam now, too. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Corbin have a title run, man. I think he, I think he might be a good heel champion. He hasn't really been teasing the briefcase that much. Yeah. So some of those, some of those heel people that have the briefcase tease it every now and again. But I think he's not going to tease it. I think he's going to cash it in one time, win, and there it is. Yeah. And SummerSlam is the time for this to happen. This happened. Uh, we had a cash in a couple years ago at SummerSlam, which was uh, it was John Cena and Daniel Bryan, which was a fantastic match, and Daniel Bryan won the title for the second time, and uh, Randy Orton. Came out to tease it, and then Randy Orton actually did it after Triple H turned heel and pedigree. Daniel Bryan was one of the best SummerSlam moments ever. Yeah. I was there. I loved it. I'm wearing a shirt right now. It was L.A. 13 Staples Center. Fantastic. I remember watching that. Ah, oh, I, I popped so hard. Yeah, I've recently been watching some old Edge matches. Okay. Some of the DVDs, and he cashed in twice. He once against what Cena, and then the Undertaker. The Undertaker was yeah. the other one, yeah. So, thing, so seeing the yeah. cash in, uh, and it's going to be yeah. Corbin's not the kind of guy that's going to tease and play mind games. He's just going to do it. Yep. And he's going to be like, damn it, I'm tired of carrying this briefcase around the airport. I want to cash <laughs> this damn thing in and get it, get rid of it. So, I think that I think you're right, Jam and Jason. I think Shinsuke's going to win. I think Baron Corbin's going to cash in that night. That's good. Man, can I just ask why they're not doing more with the perfect 10 Ty Dillinger? Oh, they're doing something with him. He was in the kickoff match in Battleground. <laughs> and he lost and he to lost. Aiden English. Man, dude. So what are they doing with him? What do you think? Is he just – it's not that he's lost steam. I mean, fans are chanting 10 every single match for every single count that yeah. any referee does. And he's fine in the ring. What what happened? Well, the thing, the fact is, is that he's losing. To Aiden English. Listen, I know that, like, you know, and we both listen. We all listen to Bruce Pritchard podcast. Yeah. And, I, and you know, Bruce Pritchard tries to say that, you know, wins and losses don't really matter. And right. I feel like a lot of people in WWE try to say it. But in some ways, they do. And you know they do. Because other than that, it's like, why is it that Brock Lesnar hasn't been pinned? You know what I'm saying? Or lost right. the belt in that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's because they don't want him to look. We, you know what I'm right. saying? In that way, like you're trying to build him. So wins and losses matter, like when you want them to matter. So it's like if you're trying to build somebody, you're not going to have them losing to a tie, uh, to in English in a kickoff match, right? Yeah, because that doesn't make you look strong like you're going to get pushed. It exactly. makes you look like you're in a kickoff match and you just lost. Yeah. So, but I mean, when I just saw him at a WWE live event and he was he was in an eight man tag, I think, and he was the main person in an eight man tag. Um, you know, he got the hot tag and he did all his finishers, the, the perfect 10, you know, the tiebreaker, whatever it is. Um, but that's live shows. This isn't TV. So, I don't know. Uh, when does the losses do matter? I'm they sorry. do matter I, to I, a I, point. I, I mean, Goldberg streak. Right there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, who, like who would, right. Who yeah. would Goldberg be without the streak? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And the that was built into him. his story, yeah. yeah exactly. And that's why we don't care about Rusev right now. Exactly. <laughs> you know? That's why, we, like, that's why we so hard on Bray Wyatt. Because yeah, he right. keeps losing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like wins and losses matter, man. Like We got Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor. There's a feud for you. There's something else for two people that don't really have anything going on. What do you think about that? Yeah. I just feel bad for Balor because it's like I just know his career might be somewhere else if he hadn't gotten injured. Yeah. Being a first Universal Champion. Yeah. And now this is what he's been, you know, relegated to. And where Nowhere is the near demon, a title man. picture. Where is the demon? Oh no, he's bringing it. De- I think this is what it's this all is, leading yeah. to. Like it's all leading to SummerSlam. Okay. Where he'll re premiere the demon because remember the last time we saw the Was demon would have been last SummerSlam. So they've been holding off. They got this few great. It's a great person to have a feud against because it's like Bray Wyatt is going to bring out the dark side in Finn Balor. Okay, Demon comes back at SummerSlam. Where is SummerSlam this year? Barclays Center, same place last year in, in New, New York. York. Yeah, yep, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, so they'll probably do like black and white to go with the. Uh, Why not? Yeah, I feel like they've even been holding them off the pay per views. Finn Balor. They have. Yeah, yeah they've been holding the Demon. Yeah, because yeah. the last pay per view he was only just came out as it was just him regular Finn Balor. Him. Yeah. Yeah, but they've been holding him back a lot because he hasn't. They, he he's been kind of under the radar. Yeah, he hasn't he really wasn't, been doing anything. He wasn't on the Great Balls of Fire. Nope. Yeah. yeah, you know why they holding him back? Because he's in a freaking feud with Bray Wyatt, and <laughs> no one cares. All right, like that's the thing. No one cares about Bray Wyatt anymore. That's a damn shame. That's too. a shame, man. Yep. People probably more concerned about what Bo Dallas is doing with the Miz. Hey, man, the Miz Taraj. Hey, I'm a fan. The Mister Raj is fan. Yeah. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, yeah. Maurice and the Miz. I love it. Yep. I think it's great. It's great. I think that uh, they they can yeah. bring more people onto the Miz Taraj. I think they can. Uh, I think Bo Dallas has been on a Jericho podcast. Got to listen to it. Yeah, I, I still got here. Yeah. So what's going on with them lately? Um, I saw a little bit of raw. Did they show? Was Miz on there? Who's he feuding with right now? Uh because it was Ambrose. But it, no, it's not that, longer Ambrose. Right, because Ambrose is kind of teasing this Shield. It's him and Rollins. Rollins yeah. yeah. But uh, they're they're teasing it. They're going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're going to face off against each other. Probably they've had great matches with each other. But who was it? That somebody came out it's to brings us back to Kurt Angle. Uh, I th- oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, that's right. Just, okay. Just, or what's it? What's his name? Jordan. Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan. Yeah, Jason Jordan. So that's who basically the Miz is feuding with right now. Jason Jordan, because the Miz interviewed Jason Jordan, and uh, you know, he, they, I think they asked him to be a part of the Miz and he said no. Yeah. So. Okay, so Jason Jordan, the illegitimate son of Kurt Angle. Um, we this have is the reality error. Yeah. How can you run this type of story? Like because that? it's so <laughs> far off reality, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like Jason Jordan's black and Kurt Angle's white and Kurt Angle's married with five kids for the second time. Uh, and I think because it's so far It's so far fetched that... It's like you're forced to suspend disbelief. Exactly. Like Like people are watching it because Kurt Angle's so into it. It's like, my son, I'm so (laughs) proud of my son. And the WWE. I'm so, and that's what he says all the time. (laughs) But, you know, and Jason Jordan, long before he was in this storyline, you know, he was pulling down the straps. He was doing the over the head belly bat. So he had a lot of of Kurt Angle ish. Kurt you know, Angleisms. Kurt Angleisms. Yep. So there was a lot of maybe that was where the storyline. Somebody came up like, "Hey, you know, what if we do this?" And maybe it was just a joke. Maybe somebody was drunk one night, and then Vince said, "God oh, damn it, that's a great idea. Right. Let's have Jason Jordan be Kurt Angle's son, and then let's bring back I don't know Charmel. His son, <laughs> Let's bring back his son. Have a mixed tag team. It's really mixed because he's black. Damn it, Kurt Angle." Jason Jordan versus Vince McMahon and Hornswoggle. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but anyway, 
It, so, oh, what a maneuver. What a, exactly, what a maneuver. So what do you think about this? Does, does this have promise? I mean, can this go somewhere? I mean, I, I've been interested in watching the promos and listening to it because they're dragging it out. They're not, they're not giving anything very quickly. Mm-hmm. They're letting this thing drag out to see what happens. It's so far-fetched. Do you guys have see promise in this and have interest in this? This Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan thing? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I'm more interested in the Chad Gable side of it. Because okay. uh, I, I haven't seen the match, but I heard that he came out and wrestled a match on SmackDown. He did. And acted just like Kurt Angle. He did. So I'm like, is this... So is yeah, he going to do the same the thing line? over there? And is he going to have heat now? With, or is he the real son? <laughs> or is he the real son? See, anything could happen. Yeah, yeah man, I actually think it's kind of interesting, man. Uh, you know, we talk about it being far-fetched, and... I, I like the fact that it's far-fetched because it's almost like a risk, you know what I'm saying, that that they took because you could say, like, oh, people aren't going to be into this because it's the reality era. So, I don't know, just the fact that they went this route, it's, like, so crazy. It's so far in the other direction. Exactly. That's just, like, you have no choice but to be interested to see where they're going with this. And I like that they're not giving away everything so quickly yeah you know. and you know uh on on raw paul Heyman and brock interrupted kurt and they basically said if they don't win SummerSlam, you know they're gonna leave um both of them are gonna leave so they had sort of a standoff with kurt and brock which has been a wrestlemania match from like 14 years ago oh, well, yeah. um and and kurt's not done yet kurt can still have a couple good matches left in him yeah i, I feel like kurt's going to wrestle at wrestlemania and i feel like he'll probably go against triple h Think so? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be Triple H's comeback match. Like they'll, I think they'll, you know, they'll put him back into the mix with, you know, when they bring Stephanie back and maybe him and Kurt starts bumping heads or something, and then there you go, there's your match. Maybe Kurt will uh, say that, uh, you know, he and Stephanie actually did have a thing, but he cheated on Stephanie on, against his real wife, <laughs> and then Stephanie will come back and say, oh, I got a husband now, and he's going to kick your ass. And see, there's all these yeah. things, these stories that I love. You know, bring brings me back to WrestleMania when Shane faced Vince, and Linda was doped up for months. Oh, yeah. And then Linda was doped up by Stephanie, uh, and then Trish Stratus was here and then she turned face and then uh, Linda was put in the in the chair in the ring and Linda stood up after three months Linda stood up and, and uh, got the biggest pop ever and she kicked Vince in the balls <laughs> like this is the kind of shit that I love with pro wrestling yeah. I love these storylines so it is a part of Raw it's probably the most interesting part of Raw right now and the Miz being involved in it is just makes it even better yeah yes love the Miz I love them. um so Let's let's go back into SummerSlam. What do we got? Natalia, who's the number one contender, facing off against Alexa Bliss for the title. Even though Alexa has more real heat with Sasha, but that's a different story. So, what do we think about? Wait a minute, this? hold on. Yeah, I think you mixed them up there. Did I mix something? Yeah, because Alexa Bliss go? is on Raw, so I think you're talking about Natalia and Naomi. I'm sorry, yeah. you're right. See, I got mixed up. Natalia and Naomi. Yes. Right. Alexa Bliss still has heat with Sasha Banks, but that's a different story. So, Natalia and Naomi, what do you think? Does Naomi finally lose the glow? Even I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I think Naomi beats Natalia. Does Natty give get the push after fifteen years? Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind saying Natty is champ. Really? I think yeah. I think she might be a good. She's a heel. I, I liked her heel work recently. She's kind of vicious. She may not be the greatest on a mic. Eh. Better than Tamina. Don't give Tamina <laughs> Snuka a microphone. Like, don't even put one near her face, all right? Like, it's a mistake every time. It's like, I get so, you know those embarrassing moments where you're watching them, you have to turn the channel because yeah. it's like too much. That's what happens 
when Tamina Snooker gets a microphone near her face. Okay, let me. So I'm sorry, that was a tangent. That's all right, but that's a good tangent. Yes, I agree with you. All right, I'm glad you guys. Let me that. let me go back to where this should go. So Alexa Bliss and Bailey, that's the Raw Women's Championship. Bailey, who's been. Yeah, up Wait, and down doing nothing. Are they still going to do that? I heard Bailey got injured. Bailey Raw. got injured. Now, that's the last thing that they showed, but they haven't taken her out of the match yet. Okay. All right, so it might not be that serious. So. She she may be ready for SummerSlam, yeah. and that made that injury may be a work. Who knows? Now, now, you said Alexa Bliss has heat with Sasha. Is this real life, or is this... That's real life. That's, that's real. That's, that's what I'm shoot. seeing on social media and everything like that. Uh, I, for real? I see. For real. Why? What's, what's the deal there? Uh, apparently... It's Sasha saying, you know, she's been in, you know, been a fan of this business you know, all her life, and she's worked so hard for this business. And this little model comes in, this little fitness model comes in, and now she's taking everybody's thunder and taking everybody's heat, even though Alexa's earned it. Yeah. So apparently there was a story there, but the story turned real, and that's why Alexa and Sasha have kind of been separated for for now. Right now, I remember Alexa was on Jericho's podcast, right. which was pretty good. Right, and I mean, didn't she mention that she was a fan of the WWE? She was a fan, but she didn't decide she wanted to do this until like she she was done being a fitness model, right. and you know, the fitness modeling thing was you know becoming too taxing on yeah. her or whatever. Sasha wanted to do this since she was ten years old. Oh, but it's like, dude. So what, man? She's good at it. You know what I'm saying? She, she put she puts it. her all into it. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not like, you know. I, I I don't know, man. Like it's like I can tell that she has respect for the business, right? You know what I'm saying? Even more so than somebody like a Goldberg. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, so what are you going to do? Get in Goldberg's face, and you're going to tell him, "Hey, man, you ain't you ain't been a fan of this business. You don't deserve where you're at." You going to get in Goldberg's face? I don't think so. No. You, yeah. But will you get in Alexa Bliss's face because she's five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing? Yeah, she's an easier target. Right. Or this could hold. This whole thing could be orchestrated by them, by the WWE with social media department to help build them into a feud that actually makes a better women's feud because the women's division's kind of hit or miss right now. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, it could be a work also to turn Sasha into a heel and flip Alexa. Because you know, Sasha becomes like this whiny person that's kind of like like we're we're talking now and we're kind of like why is Sasha like, you know, complaining about this? You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like you turn that up some more and people will start saying the same thing like like who cares? Because everybody likes Alexa. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody respects. Even her though she's too. a heel, people are yeah, liking her. Exactly. She's a lot like the Miz. You know, yeah. people totally respect her. Exactly. Like her. Yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I, I personally feel like it's time for Sasha to turn heel anyway because I yeah. feel like she's been pretty stale. Yeah. So Sasha was a great heel in NXT. Yeah. yeah. And Sasha needs yeah. to turn. And when she when she first came up, you know, everybody wanted her, and it kind of eased off of pushing her. Then when they did start to push, it was like, I don't know, kind of too late. Um, right. She didn't really have the matches that she had back in NXT. I mean, that's No, that's thing. right. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of them that she's had with Charlotte, but uh, yeah. nothing too nothing too big. Yeah. Uh, but when you're, of course, when you're on TV once a week and once every three weeks in NXT, uh, other than that, you're on TV once or twice a week on the main roster and all pay-per-views and reg- regular yeah. shows, it's going to, you're going to have to stretch it out a lot. Yeah. So. And I mean, I, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm starting to learn that I'm just going to have to lower my expectations for those NXT-style matches that happen and then compared to when they come up because yeah, it's, it's like totally American, different. right, the American Alpha matches that used to happen down at NXT were great, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they come up to the main roster and it was just kind of like, hmm. They're another tag team. Yeah, exactly. There they so, are. Yep. Yeah. Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. Dillinger. Right, yeah, another one, man. Uh, the uh, What's the other tag team that... Uh, the Ascension? The ball-headed guys. The Ascension. 
No. Oh. But them two. But those two, they were the dominating tag team for yeah. like a year and a half down there, and they da- came up and they yeah. were nothing. I was talking about uh, Dawson and uh, oh, uh, the Revival. Yeah, the Revival. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now they're in a feud with the Hardys. So we'll that, see how that, that happens. That, that might play And the Hardys are uh, becoming more and more broken every day. So we'll see how that works out. See oh, if, man. See if they won their lawsuit. <laughs> um, so this is uh, – we jumped into NXT for a minute. Let me just go over. We got NXT Brooklyn happening. I haven't really been watching too much of NXT just because there hasn't been a lot to watch. Um, even though it's great that they have Mauro Ronaldo uh, working with uh, – Oh, what the hell's his name? Um, the guy used to be in NXT. Um, he's now um, the he was doing the Britain thing, but uh, I can't remember what his name was right now. But anyway, oh, not Nigel. Nigel McGinnis. Nigel. Thank you. So Mauro Nala and Nigel McGinnis working on NXT. Thank you. Um, so Nigel wasn't fired after uh, doing his little flub saying yeah. Ring of Honor uh, on the WrestleMania, I think pay per view um, <clears throat> or the NXT WrestleMania pay per view. Yeah. So Bobby Roode's still the champion, and he's facing Drew McIntyre for the NXT Championship. Drew, Drew McIntyre came back after being in TNA and, and Ring of Honor for a while. Um, here's the one I'm really looking forward to. Asuka, your girl. Yeah. Who's been playing this anti-hero kind of for a while now because she's like nobody can beat her. Uh, well, nobody can. And she's taking on Ember Moon who's just coming back from an injury and, and coming off of a, a lot of a lot of uh, push. So Asuka and then Ember Moon. That's the one I'm really looking forward That's to. That's a rematch from the last. That's a rematch. Yep. Ember Moon lost. Um, but uh, wasn't too decisive, and now Ember's getting a rematch. Uh, this is why I'm going to watch NXT Brooklyn right here. Let me ask you guys a question. So, given Oscar's current position being undefeated, when she eventually gets called up, do they actually just have her leave? Like, hey, I'm tired of being down here, and she gives the battle away and goes up and keeps that undefeated streak going up, or do they actually pin her and then she starts fresh on the main roster? Like, do you keep this going from NXT to the main roster? Uh, my And I want your opinion on this, Jam and Jason. But I'm going to say if she loses, she goes up immediately. But that takes all of her steam away, and she, they're going to change her character up there. Uh, I like your take on this. She's undefeated. She's done everything she can in NXT. You know, put the belt up, surrender the title, let them have a tournament or whatever they're going to do. Let all these people in the Mae Young Classic that are going to come up fight for this belt. And then, um, you know, have her come up undefeated and then have her jump on run one of the rosters com- still undefeated. So it keeps the same story. I like that. What do you think, Jam and Jay? I, I do like that. I do like that. I would have her do a few squash matches, build her up, introduce her to the, you go. the people who just watch the WWE shows, you know. Yeah. Show why she's undefeated. Exactly. Right. Build her right. up again. Don't just bring her up and then do the 50-50, you know, win some, lose some. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're like, absolutely right on that one. Yeah. I like that. That that would be the first time, I think, that they would have a storyline move forward from NXT. Now, they had a couple, like the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing, but it wasn't really the full storyline. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens came up and did his own thing by beating John Cena in his first mm-hmm. match, um, and then he went on to do his own thing. So I like that. Let's bring Asuka up. Uh, let's do it sooner than later, maybe after this uh, SummerSlam thing. And let's bring her up undefeated. Uh, I think it's time. Yeah, let's bring her up with the title and actually give NXT a little bit more uh, talking time on the main roster. You know, it gives you a reason to watch NXT. Like, oh, this this chick just came from NXT. Maybe I should go watch that. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Maybe they have a couple title matches, NXT title matches on a SmackDown or a SmackDown. Right, they've done it yeah. before. Because they did yeah. it before. Yeah, they yeah. did it for a time where they were bringing NXT guys up. Right yeah, it's good cr- good cross promotion roster. for you. Yeah. yeah. What do we got here? The authors of Pain. Akam and Razor with Paul Ellering defending the Tag Team Championship against Sanity, which is Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dean, uh, with Eric Young and Nikki Cross. And Eric Young's been out, out for a while. But anyway, um, 
Tag Team Championships, Authors of Pain and Sanity. I love the Authors of Pain. I love what they do in the ring. I don't have any desire for the storyline, though. Sanity could have been a great storyline, yeah. uh, but they kind of pulled away from it, and everybody kind of did their own individual thing. So, who's I don't know. The heel, who's the face in that? Do you know? Uh, well, you know, Sanity's actually the face. Okay. If you want to look at it that way. But okay. they're both heel teams. Yeah, that's what I so, thought. Yeah. Sanity is a group, right? Sanity's yeah. a group. Isn't it like four people? It's like the girl and three guys? Right. So, I was watching an NXT episode the other day, and it was just like, where's the other guy? It was like the girl who was like standing trying to block the authors of pain, and they just like went around her. Right. Then it was like the two guys in the ring. Isn't it? Isn't there a guy that's a leader? Eric Young. Oh, he's injured. He, well, yeah, he's been uh, back and forth from injury. Mm-hmm. So you. that's why. But the, right. they got him on here. He so. talks with that raspy voice. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Eric Young. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Um, so, I mean, that could be a good match. I don't know the story behind it, but it might be one of those tag team matches where the tag team title matches are pretty entertaining. Um, so we've got uh, Alistair Black, who they brought in with a lot of push, and they've already had him lose a couple times, uh, against Hideo Itami, who is, I think Alistair Black came in as a heel, but they're trying to turn him face, and then they're trying to turn Hideo Itami heel because there's nothing else for him to do. Um, so that could be interesting. And then we've got Johnny World, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Uh, coming back, making his comeback against Andre Almas CN. So everybody who wants to make an impact, they come and fight him. Andre yeah. Almas is like the guy on the pay-per-view that you want to fight because it's always the the highest profile match that you can have. Um, and they always beat him. Andre is on a huge losing streak. But if you fight him, you're going to get a, a five-star match. Right. Because yeah. Black, I think he fought Black last week. He did fight yeah. Black. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, All right. And I think Andretti won, actually. I think he beat Aleister Black, if I, if I don't remember. I, I might not remember the winner, but I know that's who they faced off yeah. against. So that's the uh, NXT card. Where's No Way Jose? Uh, on live events. Okay. He's still he's there, still around? Okay. but uh, he's not on this card. I love No Way Jose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's great. But uh, NXT, right now, it's kind of like having the UFC syndrome. There's nobody to follow. Bobby Roode is great at what he does. He's a great champion, but he's not really leading them into something that you want to follow 100%. You know what I'm saying? So him and Drew McIntyre, I'm not getting behind Drew either. I'm just not I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm feeling Asuka and Ember Moon being the big feud, being the, the best match on that card. So we're going to see Kyle O'Reilly, who just came from Ring of Honor, actually just signed with NXT, and, and he had a fantastic match against Aleister Black this past week on NXT. Uh, so Kyle O'Reilly is going to be a player. Um, we're going to see how that happens. Uh, let's see. What else do we have for SummerSlam? What, what did we miss here? Um, um, SummerSlam. So we kind of talked about the Brock match. We talked about that um, already. We got um, Neville and Who wins Tazawa. that match then? We let, Let's go back to that. Okay. You said Brock doesn't. But who does? Who walks out with the title? I'm going with Joe. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'm going to go. I think Joe. Okay. Yeah, I haven't made up my mind yet. I'm going with either Joe or Strowman. Definitely. No, I, I don't, it, it may be too soon for Strowman, but he is on a he is on a terror, though. Yeah, so. man, he's on a hot streak, yeah, man. I, he is hot. I, I, me, personally, let's, if I was making a decision, I would say Strowman. I'm a big Strowman fan, man. I like I like Strowman. Or, or do we flip what they think they're going to do? Give it to Roman now and then have Strowman chase. And Strowman chases a face against Roman as exactly. It's like because it's just going to turn into that. Yeah, yeah. Because Roman's going to get booed no matter what happens. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm kind of done with the Roman Strowman thing for now. 
Well, I mean, they've, they've been feuding for like a couple months. Almost. How far, how still, far are we going to Well, with this out? injury that they've had, it's been a while since yeah. WrestleMania. I think this one's going to go to Hell in a Cell. Is that, oh, a, is that a Raw pay-per-view? Uh, I think last year it I was. I think it is. Yeah. Last year, I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. So, I, I see where your point is. Now, do they fight for the title, or do they just fight in a feud? Because if Joe wins the title, then he's yeah. going to have to hold the title against somebody else. Yeah. So, okay. So, we've got a couple of different options here. I don't think you could go wrong putting it on any of them. There's reasons that you can use. I don't think Roman needs it because he's got a lot of heat without the title. I don't think Strowman needs it because, one, he might not be ready. Two, he's got a lot of push and, and a lot of fire without the title. Joe could actually make the title bigger or yep. the title could make him bigger. Yep. You know what I mean? And then he could do it as a, as a heel and then have people chase after him and then they could have some decent matches for the title. I don't know. So if Joe wins, what do you do with Roman and Strowman? Like, do you just throw them two back together? Like Jamie and Jason yeah, said? Yeah, I think you do for a couple more months. I think you okay. do it to the fall. Let them kill each other, pretty much. All right. But Hell in a Cell would be the payoff. And I think that's either September, October. I think it's last October. year. I don't know about this year. Yeah. Last year, okay. I think. I want to say it was around Halloween last year. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you just have them go off in separate then, directions then. and have Roman circle back around to fight Brock, I think. You know, if, if Brock is legitimately going out for a while, I think you have Roman circle around to take Brock and you have Strowman circle back around to take on Joe for the title. Um, you know, things like that. So Okay. But you got four huge guys in this match. Like, the, the, I mean, Samoa Joe is a big dude and he's, yeah. the, he's the small guy in this match. Which is crazy. But they said earlier, I think the important thing is just getting it off of Brock. Getting somebody that has the title that's there just about every week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and Samoa Joe's going to be there every week. Roman Reigns is becoming that special attraction where you don't necessarily see him all the time. But when you do see him, it's hot. It's special. And I like that. And I just wish they would do that with Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. And we talked about that before. Yeah. Having Shinsuke be a special attraction. If you make him the champion on the other show, maybe they don't bring him around as much, you know, just to have not, you know, the champion, this presence, but not necessarily fighting every day. Yeah, he wouldn't wrestle in every SmackDown. Right. Yeah. So. Unless they give him the Daniel Bryan treatment. Uh, Well, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, so. We've got a lot happening in the world of pro wrestling. Yeah. We, we, we've we run off on some tangents. How are we doing on time there, Big Ugly? I mean, man, we're doing good, man. We're actually keeping this to a short one. Um, I would just throw in there real quick, and this is a small one, but we didn't talk about Neville and Tozawa. Oh. So Neville's champ defending against Titus Brand. Titus Worldwide, Akira Tozawa. There we go. All right. So with the Cruiserweight division, I've noticed that they've kind of given up on it. Um, during the Raw segments that they have had, usually they would uh, tape the ropes with the purple and change the mat and put the cruiserweight down. Not even doing that anymore. They're just changing the video uh, and just putting up WWE cruiserweight, but they're still using the regular red ropes and the regular mat. So on Raw, they've given up on it. Now on 205 Live, they still do it. They, they still change over the ropes. At least I think so. Um, for 205 yeah. Live, which I, I have to admit, I haven't watched in a while. Yeah, I mean, I've never watched 205 Live, uh, and I thought that changing the ropes and going through all of that was a waste from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I guess they're finally just getting around to realizing that. Uh, You're going to let the I talent in the ring talk for it. Yeah. I don't think that show was going to last no? much longer. Yeah, 205 Live. Nah. They canceled Talking Smack, man. Talking that's, Smack was on. That's, that's a shame. That's crazy. And just think about, like, 
Talking Smack was great. Yes, like, it was. There was a lot of great stuff that came out of that. I mean, The Miz essentially came back up to popularity because of that Talking Smack segment right. with Daniel Bryan. Right. You know what I mean? So, it, man. I, that was I just so weird. weird that something gets canceled on their own network. Like, that's, <laughs> that, that's just an odd concept to right. me. Like. And, and think about it. Out of all the stuff that they produce on this network, that has to be, like, the cheapest because you're literally just sitting down after this live show. Right. You already have the stuff set up, mm-hmm. and you just get people talking. So, it's like, how do you cancel this show? Like, I... I don't know. I don't the, know rumor, I like the, rumor, the rumor I heard that it, it got canceled because it was unscripted and they were afraid somebody was going to say something that they shouldn't have. That mm. was the one rumor I heard. I mean, I don't agree. You know, I, I think that's wrong. I think the show should be on. But Right. Okay. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing I want to see. Exactly. I, I, want, I don't want to see scripted stuff. And that's the how these characters develop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Because if you give them time on a microphone in front of a camera, it's going to be scripted regardless one way or the other. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they, they've canceled so much. It's like... What I mean, what is that like? You know, they canceled Renee Young show. They canceled Corey Gray show. Unfiltered and uh, uh, yeah, that was right. Culture shock. They canceled their little WrestleMania rewind. Canceled um, JBL's Legends. They ca- yeah, show, they canceled his Legends, which show. I enjoyed that too. Right, because those um, were like shoot interviews with the Legends. Yeah, and those those were cool. They still got that table for three, I think. Table for three, they're still doing. Um, and bring it to the table, which is kind of like a, a ESPN like analyst thing. That's Joe a pretty Rogan. good one. Yeah. They're still yeah. doing the ride along. Ride that along, they're still yeah. doing. Yeah. And they're still doing WWE 24. And they're, I think they're bringing back another Edge and Christian uh, uh, awesomeness show, I think. They need to do another Legends House. Yes, they do. <laughs> they need to fun. do a Legends House. And they need to put some different people in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm telling you. I mean, some of them have died off, so you can't really put But, I mean, you need to put some people in there. I want to see Legends House. Yep. Tony Chimmel, he needs to go into Legends House because he's still, you know, running the live events. Yep. Love Tony Chimmel. But anyway, so let's uh, let's say that we're going to um, we're gonna come back in a few weeks. We're going to talk about SummerSlam, I think, because that's uh, about two weeks away from where we're sitting right now. And we'll talk about SummerSlam, you know, the the aftermath the fallout all that stuff we'll talk about whatever's leading into the september pay-per-views um we'll talk about whatever's going on in the world of independent wrestling like i said you got uh, baltimore championship wrestling coming up you got maryland championship wrestling coming up you got uh, ewa pro wrestling coming up so support your indie wrestling federation support them all and go out and have a good time because that's what it's all about pro wrestling because we don't play this we do this (laughs) that's not gonna be a new catchphrase i'm gonna love it we don't play this we do this because we're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. Hey, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, and and say, so, yeah, if you want to be on the podcast, um, you know, hit us up. Send us a message. Hit us up with a comment. There's a couple of people that, uh, a lot of people actually, who've already said, and then we got to get into the basement tapes and start releasing some other stuff. The Brian Thomas thing, got to get that out there, release that. There's another one that we have under wraps that, you know, we might have to release sometime soon uh, to some uh, listeners of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We've got some fans out there. we got some marks out there. That's what, you know, wrestling fans are marks. You know, that's a good thing. Yep. Be a fan of professional wrestling. So what else has anybody got before we wrap up this edition of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast? JJ and Jason, what you got for us? What do I have? Anything else? Raw, SmackDown, TNA, um, Impact, oh, I do Ring of Honor. Jericho. Was that a one-shot a couple weeks ago? Or oh, is he coming back? Yeah. It wasn't one shot for now, because I think he's still on tour with Fozzie. Okay. So that was uh, basically to help fuel this Jericho Owens storyline, because, you know, Jericho and Owens were best friends. Um, So I think that was a one shot. But uh, Jericho can come back anytime he wants, and he can put on a five-star match. Yep. I think I mentioned to you before offline that I thought it would be interesting if he ended up being the referee as opposed to Shane, because to me he has more... 
beef he's with more both involved. of those. He's right. more involved with this story. I mean, that yeah. would be kind of cool. I would like that. I agree. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Big Ugly? Um, what else you got? You know, for us? not really a big fan of the power of love thing. <laughs> Mike and Maria Canellis. How about that? Maybe it's just maybe it's just because they're working with Sami Zayn. Just I, I don't I don't know. But maybe I'm judging it too early. Maybe they just got here. It's a different gimmick, um, and it's funny that uh, you know because they are real. They are married, and you know in real life, and they've been working together on in pro wrestling for a couple of years. Uh, it's never been to this extent, but uh, and you know he took her last name, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, if, but they, if they get Huey Lewis to come sing Power Love, I'll be a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> that I will dig. Yeah. Um, and and let's uh, let's talk about Sami Zayn for a minute. Sami Zayn uh, is pretty much losing every match that he's getting in there for, I think. But he is selling his ass off. He is great in the ring. The news off Dolph Ziggler, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, it seems that way. And Dolph Ziggler's just kind of been off the radar too for a while. Yeah. Uh, but Sami Zayn, love it. Uh, I love his in-ring work. I love how he can make you think he is getting killed, and he can build up sympathy for himself during a match. Yep. I love it. Uh, will they ever do anything with it? Probably not. But because uh, he's like you know six nothing, hundred nothing, you know, or two hundred nothing, uh, he's not that guy. He's not that big guy. But uh, we'll see. Speaking um, of man, speaking of, we talking about wins and losses. Dolph Ziggler is a prime example, man, because. The crowd was behind him, and right. he kept losing. And then what happened? Nobody yeah. cared. Nobody cared. And Nobody they stuck with him a long time, too. They gave him, they gave him a lot of punches. Thank you. Yeah. And it just never really went anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's the thing with that company. There's so many There's so many outlets now. You got Raw. You got SmackDown. You got 205 Live. You got NXT. Uh, you got Superstars, I think, is still on. And you got the main event, which is still on. Um so there's a lot of outlets, but they got to realize not everybody's going to be a superstar and you're not going to be the same superstar necessarily that you were in NXT that you're going to be in, in WWE. Um, they're fueling that next piece. So they've got their superstars on both sides. It seems you've got Roman Reigns, uh, all four of those guys in the main event, basically. You know, you're Roman, you're Strowman, you're Joe, you're... Um, who am I missing? Uh, Roman, Strowman, Joe, and... Who am I missing? No, Brock. God, Brock. sorry, Brock. I keep forgetting about him because he's going to disappear. Yeah. But on the other side, you got, you know, right now you got AJ and Owens, who are technically bigger stars than your champion right now, yeah. who's Jinder Mahal. Uh, you got Randy Orton going back down to do something else. Uh, you got Jinder up there, who's now facing since Shinsuke, with a lot of potential there. So it's about building your superstars. We talked about this earlier. Um, so who's going to be next? that superstar will Shinsuke or Baron Corbin carry the Smackdown brand will Samoa Joe or Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns carry the to the Raw brand we're gonna see we're gonna see um and we talk about Philadelphia being a pretty tame crowd that was true for what they're usually worth but when I tell you what when they come to Philadelphia when they have that Royal Rumble in Philadelphia whatever part Roman Reigns plays in that show is gonna be uh, it's gonna be fantastic yeah yeah. I but mean the Royal Rumble is gonna be hype in Philly they gotta and they gotta learn too because last year's Royal Rumble it was in the Alamo Dome 60,000 people it was okay but it wasn't that great yeah Randy Orton won Ty Dillinger came out number 10 there wasn't really any big surprises Jericho you know, took a 20 minute nap outside the Jericho game. took a 20 minute nap <laughs> But the Royal Rumble, that's like one of my favorite events. Cause so they got to bring in some surprises. They got way more than 30 people on the roster. So, you know, you can use people from any part of this roster or people, you know, legends or, you know, whatever else. Bring Just bring yeah. that surprise you, shock yeah. factor. Man, you got to bring in at least like two or three legends, man, just for that. 
that fun. It's like we know they ain't going to last, but you know, just to see him come out. That's a I great place for Hulk Hogan to come back. He ain't yeah. gonna do shit. He ain't gonna wrestle. Nah. He ain't even gonna get in the ring. Yeah, but you nah. have that music play during yeah. the Royal Rumble. Holy God! And have him play at music number twenty-seven because twenty-seven is traditionally the big best number to win at the Royal Rumble. It's won more more times yeah. than anybody. So bring Hulk Hogan in in twenty-seven. Make everybody think that you know. Oh, you can make everybody think that Hogan. Uh, that place will pop. That place will erupt. Yeah, it'll explode, man. So and like he don't have to do nothing. I mean, look at when the Godfather came and he barely got in the ring, got put put out. Like he doesn't even have to get in the ring, right? You know, just if you don't get in the ring within the two minute time where it takes you, you don't go in the ring anyway. You're not, you're never in the, in the match. So I don't know. They got this rule. The, the, the rules are the Royal Rumble. So Randy Savage never officially entered the Royal Rumble back in 1989 or 1990 or whatever the case may be. So because he never officially entered. Is he technically still in? Ha- what about Curtis Axel, who never really got eliminated for the Royal Mumble, <laughs> but he milked that shit for a year yeah. as he was never li- I loved that. Yeah. Have somebody come in and have that kind of spot. That's what that's what I love to see. So I'm excited, and when we get closer to the Royal Rumble, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we got predictions of who could win the Royal Rumble. Sami Zayn? No, no. I don't think he's going to main event WrestleMania, but... Uh, Man, if you have Roman win that thing again in Philadelphia and go into WrestleMania to fight for the title, holy God, you're going to get some heat. Yeah. You're going to have a riot in Philadelphia yeah. that night. Man, I hope Roman doesn't win. I think the, I think they're going to tease it, but they're going to have somebody. Uh, whoever would eliminate Roman from that, whether they win the Royal Rumble or not, is going to get the biggest push. Or if Daniel Bryan came back. Holy God, just that, for one night. Yeah. Because he was supposed to win that Royal Rumble, yeah. and he got eliminated in five minutes, the one a couple years ago. They're seeming to go backwards. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, they had Philadelphia's Royal Rumble not too long ago. I think it was in 2015. Um, and they WrestleMania was in New, New Orleans a couple years ago, too. I think that was 2000. No, that was, no it might have been 14, the Royal Rumble. 15 was WrestleMania 30. So, man, I don't know. Things are just going backwards. I want to see new towns for WrestleMania. That's what I want to see. I want to see new places, new stadiums. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do wish that they I know you want to go to New Orleans, and I know you love New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. But you feel me? Yeah, no, I feel you. I was going to say the same thing. Like, when they they said they were going back to New Orleans, I was just thinking to myself, like, you guys were just there, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, there's pretty much almost a stadium in, like, every major place. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, why are you going back so soon? And I I get it's probably cost-effective for them to go there. Everything's, you know, local. I'm sure, you know, the the New New Orleans, um, you know, the government, whatever. I know they loved it coming there the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's not a place. Like, Orlando is a place where you want to take 70,000, 80,000 people and you can spread them out and do different things over four days. New Orleans, if you're not over the age of 21, you can't really enjoy New Orleans as much. Now, it's not really a kid-friendly town. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And they want to cater a lot of this to kids. So, yeah. I don't and, know. And I don't particularly care for the West Coast because when it's supposed to be night, you know, it's still daytime you know so. unless they have it in a stadium like in a dome right and you can, they can control it they can yeah. control that right. light you know take the light out of the picture yeah um 
So I mean, I didn't mind Dallas because when it was light outside, it was you know they still it was still dark inside pretty much, mm-hmm. even though that stadium. Um, so we're gonna see. Uh, they talked about Minnesota, but there's weather issues. But who cares about the weather issues? It's like they got a they got a new dome there. You know, I was just saying that because I was like, I'm pretty sure I heard that Minnesota was trying to bid in for they were. WrestleMania. It was they that's where actually who was leading the bid for a while. Right. Uh, Philadelphia was in there too, but they ended up doing Philadelphia at the Royal Rumble. I guess that was a compromise. Can Baltimore yeah. get it? Uh. I, mean, I think we, they got the same problem. It's it's the weather. We don't we have M and T Stadium, which can hold seventy thousand people, but and you can control the weather. You can build that thing over the ring where the wrestlers wouldn't be affected. But you know, will it be too cold at that point in time? Will the weather be too bad? And that's the problem they had with New York when they tried to have it outside at the Met Life Stadium. Yeah. You know, because they don't usually have events that are not football related outside of season. You know what I'm saying? And it was raining and cold there when it first started, but it, luckily the weather straightened out but yeah. that's why they want to have it in places like Miami and Orlando um, they want to have it in places where the weather isn't that too much of a factor right you know what I'm saying Minnesota might be rainy might be cold but they have a dome and a new stadium the Viking, Viking Stadium so do it that's why I say do it but anyway we, we've uh, we've gone on long enough we've gone on so many tangents we're going to be back in a few weeks new guests new topics uh, hit us up contact us private message uh, do all this stuff, comments, and I appreciate Jim and Jason. Thanks for coming down again, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks we for having me. You. And Big Ugly, thank you for doing what you do. Of course, man. You know, and doing what we do. We always love talking wrestling, so we're going to uh, take this out. Uh, please support your independent wrestling pro- promotions. Support all of them. And we're going to take this out like we always do. We're going to say three. We're going to say two. We're going to say one. And we're going to say deuces. deuces. There you go.